Hello, everyone. Welcome to Seeking Life Podcast, learning to pursue a life of eudaimonia. That's generally our goal here. I'm your host, Shaylor Kino. This is episode five, My Life Philosophy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again this week. And I think this week is really going to start getting down more into just the nature of everything that this podcast as a whole is about. We're going to talk about philosophy a little more, which is something that I love. And specifically, we're going to talk about my life philosophy and what it's more recently become. It hasn't always been how it is. So everything I'm about to say about what my life philosophy currently is, is stuff that's new and more recent for me. I haven't always been living in this way. So... Before we get into that, I think we should actually talk about what life philosophy generally means. I don't think that we always are using the term philosophy correctly, and we'll get into philosophy as a whole here in a bit, but just in regards to when we say the phrase, my life philosophy, how I mean that is the way that you choose to live. It's tied up a lot within identity a lot. Your life identity is tied up within your life philosophy. It's the way that you see the world, the way you choose to live in the world, and just overall the way you choose to do life. That's what a life philosophy is. A life philosophy is the way that you do life intentionally. It's not just kind of how you end up living. I would honestly say that if you live in a way that's not intentional at all and you're just kind of going with the flow and never trying to live a certain way, that you don't really have a life philosophy. I would say in that situation, your life philosophy is to have no life philosophy, which is a way to get through life, but I don't think it's necessarily the way to get through life in the way that is most fulfilling and most satisfying and help us get to that flourished life that we're seeking after together here. So in regards to that, then the way that I actively want to be choosing and living my life, my life philosophy is to philosophize and to ask questions. That's it. That's really all that I have for my main thing that I want to be doing with my life right now is to philosophize or to do philosophy, which I think that we all do philosophy, and I'll get into that here in a little bit, and to ask questions. So let's start with the first of those two options, which is to philosophize. I think that's extremely important. I think that often we as a whole, myself included, will misuse the term philosophy. We kind of associate philosophy with a whole bunch of old dead people who said things that were useful at some point but really aren't anymore. And you you could use philosophy in that regard, talking about just a whole bunch of dead people who said their things, or but hey, I mean, they, they're dead now, they're done, we can't learn much from them. That's a way that you can take an approach. I don't think that's the right approach to take here, but it is an approach that you can take. One of the first thing that happens in any intro-level philosophy class is that you discuss what philosophy means. And we're going to go ahead and do that now. So philosophy derives from two Greek words, which are philia and sophia. Philia is one of the Greek words that means love. 
This is in generally regards to a brotherly love. The city of Philadelphia is actually named after this word. Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. And then the second word was Sophia, which is wisdom. So philosophy is the love of wisdom. And I think that in regards to doing life with a philosophy, if you live with a life philosophy and just the way that you live there, not using the specific definition of philosophy that I just described, I think every life philosophy has a love of something. All of us love something, and it's just a matter of figuring out what it is we love most. And there are plenty of amazing things to love. We can love our families, we can love our friends, we can love our work that we do. Any of that is great and really can all work together. I would say, personally, that if you love wisdom, you also get love of all of those other things because it is wise to love those. But there's equally as many if not more things that we can love that are completely separate and aside that can pull us away from other loves in a way if we greatly love our possessions or money or certain activities that are harmful for us in some regard all of that is not as healthy types of loving and we'll talk about love more specifically at some point later down the road just think about in regards to your life philosophy what do you love most more than anything else in life? That can be a really hard question to answer. I don't know what I would have said as an answer to that a year ago. Now, with some of what I've been learning, I can say that I love to gain more knowledge and wisdom, and I don't necessarily think that knowledge and wisdom are the same thing. That's a distinction that needs to be made. I would say that knowledge is just pure information that you gain and wisdom is more related to the applications of that knowledge in regards to yourself and other people so wisdom is more of a use of knowledge and knowledge is just having certain information of any sort there's lots of wide varieties of knowledge knowledge is only beneficial if you have some wisdom to accompany that knowledge, otherwise it's just there and isn't really helping anyone. So that's not always something that we want to do. But I think that those two things do go together. I would say that it is impossible to be wise if you have no knowledge, but you can have more knowledge than anyone else you know and never be wise. So there's a distinction there that needs to be made. Those are really interesting areas. And if you love this sort of of knowledge and wisdom, which I haven't really told you why you should at this point yet, because that's often something if someone says they love wisdom or knowledge or something along those lines, they do it in such a way that they're trying to sound superior to other people. That's often, and that's sad to me. That's not what I want to do here. I don't want to come across as superior to anyone. I've got much, much more to learn. Likely lots of people who are listening out here. Actually, I can guarantee every single person out here who's listening to this knows more than me in some area and probably in even areas that I know a lot about. We never can really be the person who knows the most about any particular subject. That's 
nearly impossible to do. I often do think that if, or at least not even necessarily, this might not be true, it's just a perception that we have that if people are coming across and saying like that they love knowledge or wisdom, we often just think that they're trying to show that they're better than us. And I don't, I don't want to be doing that. So please no one take me that way. I want all of us to be learning here. I'm learning. Often I don't entirely know what I'm doing. Honestly, I've learned things from listening to myself as I listen to my own podcast, which is interesting. I don't ever know entirely what I'm going to say. And I have various insights throughout this whole process. Maybe you can notice if I'm learning something at the same time as you while I'm saying it. But learning is something that's great. It's amazing. So that's part of living a life where you, as I would put it, philosophize, is that you always want to learn. I would say that's an essential part of philosophy is learning. If you are someone who loves wisdom, you love learning information. And this information does not necessarily have to be about anything in particular. Knowledge in any form, whether that be knowledge about your favorite book or TV show or knowledge about sports or knowledge about how to take a good picture or typical book and math smarts that we have in school, any of those things are good and there's wisdom in forms attached to every single one of those. It's possible to be wise and be a philosopher without ever reading any Plato or Aristotle. I would say that really, in order to do anything in life and do it well, you engage in some form of philosophy in order to do so. For instance, take sporting events. If you go in and you have someone who has a perfect physique and their physical body is amazing, say we're playing football here and you've got a quarterback who's 6'5", has an amazing arm strength, they can see over everyone, they have complete accuracy if they know how, but they don't have the wisdom accompanying their knowledge in order to make the right play. They can look great on a stat sheet and would be someone you would never want at the forefront of a team if they don't have the accompanying wisdom to go with that. So wisdom is something that can be applied in any area of life. And I think that's something that we miss a lot is that wisdom is a overarching discipline that applies to everything that we do. There's wisdom in a variety of manners and we skip over that a lot. And I think that we should do the opposite rather than skipping over that wisdom. I think we should encourage it, point it out, allow it to thrive more and encourage it to grow. All wisdom should be encouraged to grow because there's an amazing place for it and it helps us build our society and it's a great thing. And another part of this that's really, really neat is that you can have wisdom that applies just in regards to typical human interactions. If you know how to work well with other people, that's a very large area that philosophy can come into play. Most philosophers, actually, that I've read so far, which is a handful or so, they spend most of their time talking about people and how people interact with one another and what it means to be a human. And they present lots of different 
opinions on that idea, but I can guarantee that every single person listening to this podcast right now has an opinion of what it means to be a human and what it is that makes us people and important and everything along those lines. Well, guess what? You're a philosopher if you have those thoughts. You don't necessarily have to share these thoughts, but just thinking about things like that at any point in your life, you've engaged in philosophy. It's an extremely accessible discipline that we often forget is that accessible because we think it's just for people who want to go off to college and study it and then be a professor someday. But if we engage in philosophy, we can live better lives. And you don't have to make it your full-time pastime. That's not what I'm encouraging here either. I'm just encouraging you, think about how to live. That's what we're doing here. That's the point, is we're trying to learn together how to live well, how to achieve flourishing. And in order to do that, we philosophize. To learn how to live well, we engage in philosophy. So, I'm not saying that this is the exclusive only way that you can learn how to live well, but I'm saying it's a way that works. It's a way that's proven. People have been doing it for thousands of years, learning how to live the good life, as Plato referred to it. And that's what we want to do as well. So I encourage you, engage in philosophy. Keep listening to this podcast. That's what we're doing here. Yes, I definitely want you to listen but I'm not doing this podcast for me. I'm doing it for us. I want us all to learn how to live well, myself included, and you. I want us to philosophize and live life better as a result. And that's a promise that I will make to you, is that if you start actively seeking how to live well, you will find ways It's not the sort of thing that hides from you. Life has so much to learn from, and it's not unaccessible to learn. We all can learn much. And if any of you at any point wants to reach out with me about either things that you've learned and would like me to touch on, or things that you just want to hear about and learn about that you would like me to speak about, you can email me at seekinglifepodcast at gmail.com, and I'll take any requests. I'll look at them at least, definitely read your email and respond. And any ideas that you have about anything that you want to learn, I'll go right in and learn with you because it's what I want to do. And a fantastic way to get about to learning these things is what I want to talk about for the second half of this podcast, which is asking questions. And that's something that seems easy. We all know, okay, ask questions. If we ask questions, we'll get answers, which in theory gives us more information great. We all know that. We know, okay, ask questions. We don't, we don't always want to ask questions, which is completely understandable. And I think normally more of the reason that we don't want to ask a question isn't necessarily that we don't want knowledge. That sometimes is the case. Sometimes we can be overwhelmed and just not want anymore. And that's, that's, that's fine. Knowledge can be overwhelming. If it gets to that point, slow it down, take a break, as a reasonable break and then keep learning when you get around to it. That's fine. I think more often 
the reason we don't want to ask questions is that we don't know the questions to ask, which is a legitimate fear. If we're in a group of people, we're often concerned that other people's opinions about us will be changed based on what we ask. They might think that we're ignorant or don't know things, or and there's lots of stigma associated often nowadays with asking questions, and then it's bad because you don't know what's going on. But the greatest learning comes through questioning. There's a reason whenever Plato is writing that Socrates often doesn't just tell you things. Plato writes in a dialogue format that's similar to that that you would find in a play where he's got Socrates as a character and various other people as characters. And you would think that as Socrates is the wise man and the great philosopher that he would just go around telling other people tons of information to try to get them to learn, but that's not what he does. He goes and he asks questions. He asks other people their opinions and helps them learn on their own. He guides their learning, which is really, really neat. And we can do that easily for ourselves, guiding our own learning. It's a little more difficult for other people. We can easily do that for ourselves, though. But the key there is that we have to be asking the right questions. The right questions we often think we don't know. I say we think we don't know them. It implies that I believe that we do know the right questions. And yeah, I do. I do. I do think we know the right questions. But I think we have to work to find them because every question isn't always a useful question. I'm not going to go as far to say that every qu- that there are questions that are wrong. I will say that there are bad questions sometimes, but I won't say that questions are wrong. Every question has a purpose and has an answer, even if that answer is that you can't currently get to an answer that is an answer in a form. Every question leads somewhere. The right questions lead to the places we want to be going. So that's what we need to work on. We have to work to find the questions that lead us to the place we want to go. That's what makes a question right, is if it accomplishes what we want it to and what we need it to. So how do we find these right questions? I would start by saying that knowing the right questions isn't important at the beginning. It, it just isn't. Asking questions is the more important place. Because being led anywhere, even if it's not exactly where you wanted to go, is better than being led nowhere. So if you're in a place where you don't know what questions to ask, and you're worried that you might be asking the wrong ones, ask the questions anyway. And you can ask the questions really to anyone. I would typically say that you should probably pick someone who you think is well-versed in life and has information about it. That's always useful. It's probably not the best idea to just ask anyone because then if you ask a young child a question about the 
meaning of life, they would likely say that it's something about getting toys and candy and just having a good time, which is good for a small child, but that's not really what we're after as a whole. So ask people older than you. Ask people who know more information than you do. They're out there. I guarantee it. And they're not always hard to find. Teachers are a great resource, always. Friends often are as well, because friends know a lot. And it's much easier to toy off ideas around with friends. I know that when I've been having conversations with friends, we'll bounce ideas back and forth for quite a while, and we'll arrive at a final conclusion that we think is much more correct than either of us originally started out, and it's not somewhere that we thought we would end up. So that's always good, is to bounce questions off of one another and question each other back. And in this questioning process, don't ever think that you can't question yourself. Because we make mistakes and we don't know everything. I guarantee you that I don't know everything. And that's important. We have to realize that and learn how to do life in a way where we don't know everything. And we want to learn more from others. But doing so often requires accepting that everything we think we know isn't always right. Because that's not a good place to be. It only leads to arrogance, which I know much about. So ask questions and don't not ask them of yourself. So that's a good starting place is to just ask anything, absolutely any questions you have about life, how to live well, and strive to get answers. If you don't get an answer in one place or find an answer that isn't complete or satisfactory, go and ask more. And don't be worried in this asking process if you get an answer that someone doesn't know. That just means you need to go ask again and ask more people and learn. A good resource is literature. Reading books of people who have come well before us, they clearly have thought about these things and people, if we still read their books, clearly they have some good ideas or at least entertaining ones. So reading is a great place to go with questions. It's a little bit more difficult often because you won't know where to find the information that you're looking for. Uh, there's a lot, lot of books out there and knowing where to start can be insane. But bring questions to books. I would personally recommend reading Plato and Aristotle. They have lots of answers to lots of questions about life. Aristotle is a little difficult to read, but he's much more structured and tells you what he's doing more. But Plato is a little bit easier to read because it's more of a story. Never stop asking questions. Never believe that you don't need to question anymore. Because as soon as you stop questioning, you stop learning. So question your life away. Use your life as a place to gain knowledge. And the questions can be about anything that you want to know. That's, that's great. 
like I said earlier, though, there are there is a certain type of right question when it's about learning how to live well. The obvious first question there is, how do we live well? Which is great. We're addressing that this whole podcast. It's a broad, broad question. So questions that are potentially more useful after you get a broad topic, because there's many, many places you can go with that, is to get more pointed, get narrower, figure out more of what it is that you want specifically to know, pick an area, and dive in deep. That's what we're doing on each episode of this podcast. In episode one, our question was, who am I? It was even in the title of the episode. Question of week two was in my day-to-day life. What can I do to live well? In week three, the question was, what about the future? What do I do in regards to that? And last week, the question was, how do I get friends? How do I live How do I live a life with strong friendship? This week's question was similar to that of episode two of how do I live well? But in contrast to episode two, that was talking about how do I live well on a small day-to-day basis? What can I do each day? This week, we're talking about what can I do to orient myself long-term how to live well because we have to combine those two things we have to learn what we can do in the small moments how when we're living small we can live well but then we also have to look at life as a whole what can i do to live well and i think that as a whole with life we live well by asking questions we ask the questions and we start peace by peace. But every week that I go into this podcast, I have an idea of what it is we're going to try and delve into. And normally when I'm doing that, I don't think, okay, uh, here's a topic. Um, okay, I can talk about it for a while. That's good. I normally go in thinking, what about this topic helps us to live well? What in the future affects how we live right now and live well as our whole lives? What are our friendships and our relationships can we do to live well? How can we live a life that is good? I think that's what we'll be getting into next week is talking about what it means to have a good and virtuous life. Because that's something that's often hard to discuss. What does it mean to have truth and meaning in life? What does it mean to have love? What does sorrow mean and how does that affect life? What is death and how do we deal with death in our life? How do we be content with life but still always be striving for more? These are all the sort of questions that we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks. And we're going to keep asking those questions. And I want you, if you have any questions, to keep asking them. 
whether that be of me or of someone else, always ask questions, always be learning, always seek something more in life, always have more that you want to know, always live, always philosophize, try to see how to live well. Because philosophizing and questioning are living well. Thank you for listening to Seeking Life this week. I hope you're enjoying what you're listening to. If you are, please subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back again next week to keep on seeking life together. Thank you again, guys.